Making Waves is back. And I don't know what's scarier, a three-week hiatus or Halloween. Ooh. Let's dive right in. Super spooky Halloween themed episode. This is Making Waves, an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And we are so glad to be back. First and foremost, we're glad to just be back for our fans. We've had a lot of commentary about why we were taking a break. People wanted us back throughout the course of the last couple of weeks. I got to take responsibility here. It really was me that needed the break. Believe it or not, I unfortunately have a small part-time job, not a full-time job, Making Waves is my full-time job, Uh, small part-time job, and it was just a very busy season. I know what could be busier or more important than football, nothing, truly nothing at all. Don't tell my wife that, but... uh, Bob was very gracious in allowing us to have a small little break while I got some of my affairs in order, and we're back, and I'm excited to be back. First and foremost, yes, could not agree more. So excited to be back. So excited for Halloween, which is obviously in the future because we're doing this episode, and there's just so many good things to- In the future? (laughs) Yeah, because obviously, you know, Halloween (laughs) has got to be before Halloween, right? Well, somewhat. (laughs) It's still within 24 hours of Halloween, so it's still yes, a Halloween. Yes, day after Halloween, I think this can still be a Halloween-themed episode. It's, still, it's the week of Halloween, so this is the Halloween episode. But yes, we are so excited to be back. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and I have missed the Wave Rider so much. We have both missed hanging out and talking about football, and we're just really ready to hit the ground running and... Uh, give you all some great content between now and the end of the season. And speaking of spooky things, we're about halfway done with the season. So there is uh, a lot of frights and spookiness that has happened that we're excited to chat about uh, from the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. There's been a lot going on around the league, a lot of injuries, a lot of changes, a lot of teams who have been doing great, <coughs> the Detroit Lions, a lot Chicago of teams Bears. who have done not so great, <coughs> the Chicago Bears. See, that's, you're sick. And our, obviously, our uh, standings in the confidence pool is going to be something that we update you all on. There's just been lots going on. A couple fat finger moments that have really dropped us out of the race. I didn't want to bring it up this early, Bob, but I I could only make it three minutes in before mentioning a a small mistake that occurred in this this time where we were apart. I was going to say, that's interesting that you said you didn't want to bring it up, but uh, about a minute and a half. I really tried to get pulled back and it just uh it just came out yeah well you know what after the intros and us saying welcome back the fact that you made it about 20 seconds that uh that was really <laughs> good of you so i i really appreciate that oh of course anytime happy to do that was that was but so nice we, you know we had some other fun things like uh some of us upgraded our attire our our closets yes yes i totally forgot that the wave riders have no idea about the special gift that uh and by the way there's no way, and the fans will understand what we're talking about, 
there's no way I could have waited from when I got that package to now anyways. Fair there's, enough. There's it's fair no enough. chance I could have been staring <laughs> at that box for it's two fair. weeks. <laughs> I don't blame you now for opening it. Bob Bob received a package a few weeks ago. It said to Wavemaker Willen. And in my head, if I addressed it to Wavemaker Willen, he was going to wait until the podcast to open it because, you know, he's a wave maker. This is making waves. And he made it about, speaking of 30 seconds, about 30 seconds, probably up the flight of stairs back to your apartment before it ripped open and I received a phone call. Yeah, I I blame myself, but I also blame the situation. I, I blame myself. I blame myself, not you. Oh, okay. I agree. I also blame you then. I, I should have warned you what was coming, but I thought if I gave you a heads up, you would know immediately what I was sending because we had talked about it. If everybody will remember on the last podcast, I think it was that we were all together. We had talked about uh, getting Bob a little something, something. And two weeks later, a package comes in the mail. Yeah, honestly, that would have gone right over my head. The fact that there was a package that said a wave maker willing on it went right over my head. And Mac, usually in the future, future, opposite of future, usually in the past when Mac has sent me a package, i.e. this equipment for our recording, she said, Hey, just letting you know, I sent you a package. Give me a call when you get it. So I hadn't heard diddly squat from her, got a package. I thought, huh, wave maker willing. Obviously I need to open this immediately. Oh, I thought it was from the Netherlands or something. Yeah. I thought it was from our European fans. Maybe, you know, someone that had a little broadcaster crush. I mean, one of our listeners that just loves listening to my football intakes and, uh, yeah, I opened it. I uh, saw the DJ Moore jersey, which was incredible, and then immediately thought, I mean, obviously this is Mac, because then the light bulb went on, and uh, I texted Mac and said something to the effect of, did you send me a package? And she immediately, in all caps, said, don't open that. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I didn't respond to that message. because You had I already opened it, folks. I mean, I literally already had the jersey sprawled out on my bed. So I went from pure euphoria to pure terror in about two seconds. And it's then, okay. The voicemail that I got right when you opened it was well worth it. I still have it saved on my phone. There's there's pure joy and excitement that's coming through your voice about the DJ Moore jersey. So I'm glad you like it. And I'm so glad you're wearing it here. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not wearing it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, see, I see where your head's at there. And I wanted to wait until a special Sunday mm. game to wear that. And I have Worn it's it many- weird. I'm I happen to be wearing a lion sweatshirt from none other than my co-host. Oh, I just you know really like to represent the the gifts and the swag that I get. I got a really nice flat brim hat one time that I wear all the time from Bob. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, while you're talking about that one, do you mind grabbing that and then I'll go grab the jersey and then we oh, can kind of just share. It's in the other room. I don't want to. You know, we're already at seven minutes and the fans have been waiting for us to get back on and just get really under an hour. So, so next True. time so you're still probably unpacking from moving into that, that, uh, house about, I don't know, five yeah. or seven years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah. We moved in about three years ago. So still unpacking and like we'll said, find that hat ago, at yeah. some point. Okay, perfect. Well, when you find that hat, I'll wear the Jersey on the podcast and, uh, we'll share fun stories then. Okay. Perfect. No, all jokes aside though, that was an amazing surprise. When I said I wanted a DJ more Jersey, I never would have expected my co-host to actually do that. So, Huge thank you to you now that the uh, Wave Riders are listening in. Can't wait to be rocking that for many years to come. And uh, yeah, I hope DJ Moore's a bear for a long time because we've been known to sign 
big name players, <clears throat> Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson, and then kind of let him go for a couple of years. So I hope he's here to stay because that jersey was not uh, was not cheap at all. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I I hope he is here to stay just for your sake because that's like kind of why I was trying to prod at who you wanted. Was it Justin Fields? Is it you know a throwback, Big Bears, Urlacher, or something? Right. That's, <sighs> yeah. Next time. Next time. Well. Yeah, uh, I'll speak it into existence. I would like a Brian Urlacher jersey. Okay. Great. Perfect. If you happen to get a package that says Wavemaker Willen on it, don't open it. I'll open it immediately. Got it. <laughs> so that is something y'all have missed. I have the best co-host there is, so thank you again for that. Um, I do want to also give my patented promise that this episode will be under an hour. Oh, please. As a, li- as a little welcome back, and thank you so much for... Uh, being patient in our little hiatus, I promise uh, this will be not, under an hour. Not only are we back after a few weeks, but we also have a fully themed episode where each game is going to have its own theme for Halloween. So I have no doubt in my mind, this is probably going to be equally, if not longer than any other week. Yeah, with it being a themed episode, us taking a couple weeks off, this one might uh, this one this one might be pushing an hour and a half to say the least. So. It might be, but we'll see. We'll we'll do our best to get through it. In the meantime, though, if you wouldn't mind, Bob, where are we at in all of our confidence pool standings? I'm sure everybody's curious. Yes, I'm sure everyone's very curious about the Waffle House Challenge um, and, more importantly, the Buko Box. So, unfortunately, cat out of the bag, black cat, Halloween, black cat out of the witch's hat. We have not yet won the Buko Box, which is very spooky, especially now that we're officially into the 11th month of the year. We really need to turn it on. But in past years, speaking of non-spooky things, we are really good around the holidays. So I think we're just really building up to win a couple here in the next month and a half, two months. So yes, we have not won the Buka Bucks. Spooky. But we were as close as you can possibly get last week. We finished week eight with 107 points. Wow, that's so many points. Yep. And we were only one behind the eventual winner, who finished at 108 points, one measly point between us and the Buko Bucks. We missed only three games, but the killer was that we missed our most most confident um, pick of the week, Chiefs at 16. I don't know how they could do us like that, losing to the Broncos, but we had Chiefs at 16. We missed them. I'm sure Max is going to bring up another Chiefs-Broncos game uh, here in a couple minutes. Uh, we missed the Colts for four, which – you know, not terrible. And then we missed the Texans at nine, which hurt me double as much because they were playing the Panthers. Bears have their pick next year. And now that made things a little murky for the uh, the number one pick in the draft. So missed three games. Unfortunately, 16 and a nine is tough. Uh, but hey, we finished second place out of 27. And overall now we are in seventh, moving up the scoreboard after a very solid week. Nice. Uh, we have 661 points. And we are only 39 back of the right now leader who is at 700 points on the dot. So 39 points back, not too shabby. 39 points. Wow. I think we'd only be, hmm, if my math is correct, 26 points behind the leader, if not for that other uh, Broncos Chiefs game. (laughs) Oh, I don't think I know what you're you're talking about. What what oh, are you here, referring I'll, to? I'll refresh your memory. Maybe maybe let our fans in on a little something. Oh, perfect. Yes, please do. I 
made of grave error in not uh, double checking and, and peer reviewing my co-host's work in the app. There was a bit of a fat finger situation where about three weeks ago, we accidentally chose the Broncos to win over the Chiefs for 13 points. And we that was not what we had discussed, but I blame myself. I don't blame you for entering it in. You you really carry a lot of the weight entering it into the app every week. And I should have double checked. I should have been there for you, Bob. Yeah, you know what? I forgive you. That is a little ridiculous that so much weight's on my shoulders. And who knows? I guess me, myself, and I are the only ones that will know if I really did that on purpose to kind of take a stand, say, I have too much weight on my shoulders. I need some help here checking the app. And you know what? Is 13 points enough to make a stand? I don't know, but point we'll made. We'll find out at the end of the season. That's for sure. If we lose by less than 13 points, you can come for me, Bob. You if, can come. I, if something happens to me and I disappear, please refer to this episode because something happened based off those 13 points. 13 minutes in, 13 points. If that's not Halloween themed, I don't know what is. Oh my God. Friday the 13th. I actually think it was the day before Friday the 13th, too. <gasps> Gasp. Okay. I didn't think you were going to realize I did it on purpose this quickly, but now, <laughs> see, it's all it's all adding but up I'm now. I'm on to you. I'm on to you now. Love wow. it. Unlucky 13, but you know what? We, we made it through that, and now we're better for it. We double-check, and we're both fully engaged in the, uh, in the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app. So Totally. Well, it was just a, it was just a small little error, and it's no problem. There's much bigger fish to fry, like the Waffle House Challenge for me, which I still, spoiler, am losing by a significant amount. <laughs> I tried to take that hiatus. It wasn't because of work. It wasn't because of personal stuff. It was really just because of the Waffle House Challenge. I'm trying to uh, to avoid this embarrassing loss, but. For the first time since I think week two or week three, I am back under five games behind. I am down to only four games behind, Bob. I still have a double down week. Bob also still has a double down week that he can go in on. Maybe it'll be this week. Who knows? We'll see if one of us takes takes the opportunity here. But ultimately, I've got a little bit of ground to cover. And I've got four games to make up over the course of the next half of the season. The good thing for you with the double up challenge is you really only need two. If you use your challenge correctly, depending on how confident you are in the games. It's true. Spoiler alert. There's a couple, maybe more, maybe less that we do not agree on for this week. So the fans will have to uh, continue listening in for the next 45 minutes to find out. It's true. And yeah, I am up by four. Uh, I feel like the, uh, the witch on the broomstick is right on my heels right now. I feel like I'm a little plump. Am I the witch? Well, you know, just for the Halloween theme, you know, in this uh, in this oh, instance, yes, okay. you are. Halloween theme. I see what I'm you like, Good save. Good save. Thank you. Yes. I'm like Hansel. I'm running through the forest. I'm a little plump guy. And you're the witch on the broomstick kind of chasing after me and put me in the potion. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Just taking advantage of the, the little kids. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I was feeling good. I was running through the forest. More than a five-game lead. Now I can, I can, I can hear the... Uh, the whoosh of the broom in the background. So it's getting a little yeah. tighter. Hopefully this. I, know. I think you're up to like six or seven at one point, but I've got back down to four and I'm yep. grateful for that because things to six. were looking bleak for me. Things were not looking great. I was starting to uh, count my chickens there for a little bit, but 
We're down to four, and this week's going to be a big week. We still got nine more, so plenty of time um, to uh, start celebrating any victories just yet, but I'm feeling pretty good still. All right. Well, glad to hear you feeling good. Thank you. I'm feeling not so good. I'm feeling like I had too much candy yesterday, and I'm going to have too many waffles in a few months. But hey, like you said, don't count those chickens before they hatch. Plenty of time. Just one, one step at a time here for me. Was it too much candy or was it too many beers at Voodoo last night? It, it might have been too many beers. It might have been too, too many beers for me, but it was an adult Halloween, okay? Okay. Well, hey. Yeah. No, no hey, judgment. I'm 21. I'm 21. Whoa, whoa. Check my license. Oh, uh, yeah. Let, let's see the ID. Let's see the ID. <laughs> I'm only 21, though. I'm not any older. Nope. You're 21 and you're a couple of days older than me, so I, uh, I'm i 21, but a little, a little younger. <laughs> oh, I'm older than you now? It's probably 10 days, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's yeah. weird how that switched around. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, without further ado, we've got a lot of games to cover, and I'm pretty excited about some of these themed games that we're going to jump into. So Can't wait. go ahead and get started uh, with the injuries for the week so we can take those into consideration as we look ahead. And there were some big ones uh, throughout the past couple of weeks, but we'll talk about the big ones heading into this week specifically. Uh, Kirk Cousins, unfortunately, tore his Achilles, almost the exact same injury that we saw take out Aaron Rodgers, two quarterbacks, two previous quarterbacks from the NFC North, unfortunately, suffering this injury, like fingers crossed prayers that this doesn't happen to our quarterbacks. But yes, he tore his Achilles, he will be out for the rest of the season. Tyrod Taylor has been uh, operating under center for the New York Giants in Daniel Jones's place as Daniel Jones has been out and he has a rib injury so he is day to day that'll be something we're going to want to watch if Daniel Jones is going to be good to go if Tyrod Taylor is going to be good to go that's game we're going to want to keep an eye on Matthew Stafford has a UCL sprain he is also day to day coming up this weekend as he looks to take on a former opponent in the Green Bay Packers Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons has suffered a groin injury, and he is week-to-week. Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL. He is unfortunately out for the rest of the season. Darren Waller suffered a hamstring injury, and he is questionable for this week. And Kenny Pickett, another big name, obviously something we're going to want to watch. He's got a Thursday night game this week, suffered a rib injury, and he is questionable for Thursday night. Oof. Beyond the injuries, oh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> Beyond the, I feel like I was a tongue twister there trying to get through all of those. <laughs> yeah, geez. Oh my gosh. Sounded like you had about 10 warheads in your mouth there. Oh my word. Beyond the injuries, there's also been some big moves in terms of trades, benching, all of those different things around the league. Bob, you want to give a quick update of the big trades that you have seen, as well as some of the the moves that we've seen with benching starting quarterbacks, even without trading them. Oh, shoot. I didn't have this written down. I was not. Oh, that, for this. that's fine. Just kidding. <laughs> I am always ready. Trick or treat. That was a trick. <laughs> okay. So lucky for us, it was actually a pretty chill trade deadline day yesterday. I feel like a lot of people were pretty, pretty excited for a lot of big names to be moved from, uh, non-contenders to contenders, and that was just not the case. There were a couple uh, notable moves, though. I'd say we'd agree that the biggest 
high profile name moved was Chase Young, the uh, defensive tackle from the Commanders. Got moved to the Niners. So speaking of Halloween, that is very spooky for... That is frightening. That's a horror movie waiting to happen for anybody going up against that defense. Yes, that is very scary for many offensive lines, many running backs, many quarterbacks, and many fan bases in the NFC West and NFC, any contending teams, aka the Lions right now. Gasp! What? Gasp! Oh, Freaky Friday! Many people are not happy with that addition. Now they've got Bosa and they got Young, two Buckeyes on the same line. That is Scurry. <clears throat> so he moved over to the Commanders, or sorry, from the Commanders to the Niners for a third round pick, which seemed not like not a lot for someone of his caliber. So they really got away with uh, a great deal there. His counterpart on the Commanders, Montez Sweat, strangely and freakily enough, got moved to my Chicago Bears. I went into yesterday expecting the Bears to be moving some of my favorite players, not adding new uh, defensive pieces. So that was quite the uh, Definitely the a surprise. Big-time surprise, big-time treat for me, big-time trick for a lot of other people. Maybe we'll a, a trick, though, for the Bears. We'll see if they can hold him past his contract year that ends this year. So If, if they don't extend him, it's a huge, huge trick uh, for the Bears fans, including myself. We've had a lot of tricks. Um, that's, a recently. Class, that's a classic Ryan Poles trick is what that is. Yeah, he was uh, he was the talk of town for a while there. He's had a couple of tricks in a row, so hopefully this is not one of them. But we got Montez Sweat. We have one of the the worst um, defensive rushing lines in the NFL, so hopefully this will help. And hopefully we can lock him in for a couple of years. So we gave up a second-round pick for him. Um, so if we let him go, that's just basically throwing away a second-round pick, which would stink. But um, I digress. We grabbed him. And then the Vikings, who Mac just alluded to, yes, great word, lost Kirk Cousins. He still Cousins. got it, folks. He still, still got, got it. it. Still got it. They lost Kirk Cousins, as she just said. They've been looking for a quarterback. They just picked up Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals, who they just announced was being benched. And the Vikings said, oh, we'll take him. So they snagged him. And I think it was like for a sixth and seventh round swap. So the Cardinals got a six round or the yeah, six round from the Vikings and they took the uh Cardinals seventh, the Vikings did. So it was really basically just like, you know, little swap of uh picks. And then the last um move to note, who was the cornerback from the Packers that got moved? Ra Rahul Douglas? Yes, Razul Douglas Rizul got moved Douglas. from the Packers to the Bills. They were looking for some secondary help and they got that in Razul. So um, like I said, overall, a pretty quiet trade deadline, but those were the moves. And then do you want to talk about the benchings or? Sure. Yeah. Right. So so as you mentioned, Josh Dobbs was going to get benched. He got moved to the Vikings. So something to note there for the Cardinals is they are potentially going to be getting Kyler Murray back. If not, they'll have a rookie. Honestly, couldn't even tell you his name starting this weekend. So that's obviously a big one to note if they get Kyler Murray back. That's a much bigger upgrade than a rookie who's never seen the field, in my opinion. And we will see what happens against a strong defensive Browns, uh, defensive front from the Browns. And then beyond that, the Raiders got absolutely spooked the night before Halloween by my Detroit Lions. They got whomped down so hard that they benched Jimmy G. Uh, we have... 
another rookie, I believe, is going to be starting for the Raiders this upcoming weekend. So definitely another one to watch. And then finally, uh, for the, who is it? The, um, the, who is starting Taylor Heineke? Oh, the Atlanta Falcons has benched, have benched Desmond Ritter and they are going to be starting Taylor Heineke this upcoming weekend. So lots of benchings, lots of moving around at quarterback and, Hey, if you can't cut it, here's the door. If you can't cut it, you're going to get cut. You are. <laughs> that's, 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 a, the na- that's the name of the game, baby. Hey, you know, you got you to gotta perform or someone's going to perform for you. So, yeah, definitely some crazy moves in the last 48 hours. And, yeah, your boys definitely put quite a haunting to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Fired their coach, fired their O.C., Devontae Adams requested a trade and then they benched their quarterback. So man, from, from going to that raucous environment at Ford field to all those changes, you really, uh, you really kind of, kind of messed up the the Raiders world there. Yeah. That flight home was probably not the best flight that the Raiders team had taken together, but, uh, wouldn't imagine so. Yeah. Can't imagine. But anyway, speaking of the name of the game, the name of the game today is we are going to be going through every single game and we are going to be comparing them to some classic Halloween movies. And I got to give you a quick uh, preface here that I don't really watch horror movies or scary movies. So I think I'm going more of like the classic route of some different Halloween movies. Bob, you probably can handle the gore and the guts and the in the horror a little bit better than I. So I'm not really sure what route you're going to take, but I am very excited to see what we compare these games through for this week. And I think we should just get on started. Let's just dive on in. Let's just dive on in Thursday night, 8.15 p.m., the Tennessee Titans at Pittsburgh Steelers. So for me, this game, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, uh, have you ever seen the movie Goosebumps? I've seen the show Goosebumps. I don't know if I've ever seen the movie. Yep. So great, great point. There was a series Goosebumps, an original series a long time ago. Uh, I think there's a new series coming out on Disney Plus actively that's coming out. Yep. It's a little plug for Goosebumps. Maybe they'll be Whoa. our sponsor. Who knows? And there was also a movie, I think it was like 2015 with Jack Black and In the movie, basically what happens, there's this new kid in town and he starts unleashing all of these monsters throughout town. And I'm going to tell you right now, the new kid in town unleashing monsters is Will Levis of the Tennessee Titans. Another benching that occurred is Ryan Tannehill saw the door. They sat him. He's riding the pine. And they are starting Will Levis from Kentucky. If you'll remember, he was drafted this year. And he was the new kid in town, unleashing monsters, making plays, getting DeAndre Hopkins involved. The Titans looked pretty good this past weekend. They they snuck by a win. Will Levis looked pretty good in his debut. I will say, though, in this movie Goosebumps, spoiler, they really open it up at the end for there to be a sequel because at the end you learn that not all of the monsters are slain. There are still some out creeping across the town. God for Will Levis, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is that monster that's still out there yet to be slain. I think they're going to have the opportunity. They've seen him. They've studied him now. 
Bob and I were just talking about how new quarterbacks come in and they kind of have an advantage because there's no real film on them. Teams don't really know what to expect. It's a short week, so that may impact the Steelers being able to study him too much. But I think they'll have the opportunity. They're a super solid defense to learn a little bit more about him, hopefully hold him enough to get their offense going. I did not realize that Kenny Pickett was injured, so I do want to watch that. This is assuming he plays at full strength and is healthy. That's kind of how I created my rankings here. But I kind of have them at a spooky high six. Oh, man. If that's spooky, you're going to be a lot more spooked out with this. Also, how many times do you think we can say spooky on this podcast? Because I feel like Probably we're at, at least 1,000. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel like we're about at 50, and let's just keep it rocking and rolling. I love it. Every every game, just throw out spooky a couple times. Okay, yeah, spooky, 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 spooky. There's another four. That was four. I thought it was three. Um, okay, <laughs> yes, I agree with everything you say, Steelers. Um, that is a really tough place to play. Mike Tomlin is like the Terminator. He just won't go away and just continually, like like I said earlier in the podcast, with that big old fat nugget, he does not have losing seasons. So he's going to continue to do that. Titans, yeah, Levis, that was a fun story. But like you said, there's a lot of monsters around, and the Steelers defense is one of them. I got them winning on Thursday night, but I got them at nine. So Okay, that's not that spooky. It's not that far off. Okay, yeah. Nine and six, so we're three off. That's a good start. I yeah, think we are them- going to have a lot of discrepancies this week, though, because uh, these were some tough games. Yeah, these these were some really, really tough games, a lot of 50-50. So One might even call them off. spooky. I would say these games are very spooky. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah, I've never good used word. that word before, but I think, I think that would be it. I don't think I've ever heard it in my entire <laughs> life. All right, moving on, Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. We're traveling over to Guten Tag, Frankfurt, Germany, for the Miami Dolphins to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, those folks in Germany are really getting a, getting a show here. I swear to you, I totally forgot that this game was in Germany. One of the reasons I went with the Chiefs is because I thought this was in KC at Arrowhead, so... That's uh, some pretty scary uh, lack of lack of research on my part there, but very good Gutentag. Dein Garten ist fantastisch. So this is going to be <laughs> a really, really good game. You're right. Those German NFL folks are uh, going to be in for a treat. I wonder how many of them know that these are maybe the top two teams in our league. So the NFL is saying, London, here's your, here's your tea. Here's your crumpets. You can have the... Jaguars and the Browns. You can have the Jaguars and the Commanders. Germany, we're going to give you the Dolphins and the Chiefs. So kudos to uh, Goodell for really making a splash in Germany. But speaking of Halloween movies, one of my favorites, and like Mac said, I do like the classics. Sorry, Mac was coughing up a lung there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good, good, good. Wanted to make sure you were uh, alive over there. But like Mac said, she likes the classics, and as do I. I love your, you know, good old Disney Halloween movies, the happy endings. But I also like the really just scare you down to your bones Halloween movies. And the Halloween, I, I don't know if it's like a, there's like six or seven movies. There is a ton. So I watched one last night with Jamie Lee Curtis, and Michael Myers is the bad guy in those movies. 
And if you have you have you seen any of the the Halloween Michael Myers movies? I cannot say that I have. I know no. the premise, but no, I have not watched them. Do you know the classic? Bum, 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 The music? Yes, yes, yes. I also think I kind of fudged that out. That was not the right but one. I but I know what you're talking about. Yes. He's got the white creepy mask on and the guy just won't yeah. die. And with the Chiefs, I just think Mahomes is like Michael Myers. You can You can tackle him. You can sack him. You can hit him. The guy just doesn't stay down. He doesn't stay dead. And he gets up, he rises through the flames. He can get shot 15 times. They bury him. And then all of a sudden, Michael Myers, next October 31st, is walking around looking for Jamie Lee Curtis. And I think after losing in Denver last Sunday, we had 16 points on them. Me and Mac were DMing him. We were DMing Kelsey. We were DMing Swift. And we were pissed. And some people are saying, are the Chiefs done? Is the Mahomes just not himself? No, Michael Myers will rise and he will haunt defenses once again. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen in Germany. I don't think he's going to be haunting them too much because I have this at one. But I think Michael Myers and Mahomes will stand up. They will get just enough points against a Dolphins defense that has been struggling a little bit. And that's why I have the Chiefs having that long flight home across the Atlantic with a win at one. Okay. Okay. I like the synopsis there. I like the the reference to Michael Myers. Thank you. Uh, I will say, I think, speaking of haunting, I think my my confidence level here is going to haunt you for a while. Oh, my God. I definitely went back and forth on this one for a little bit, but then I started digging into the facts and figures here. And I'll tell you the the one thing that does does give me pause. And first and foremost, I'm fully willing to go a little bit lower on this one. The one thing that does give me pause is the Dolphins are already in Germany, and the Chiefs will not be there until Friday, from what I read. So there's two what? different approaches for what they are doing for this game and going early. We have seen at times has allowed people to acclimate a little bit more for the game not be as sluggish. We saw that with the Chargers playing the yep. Jags. So that certainly could have an impact on the Chiefs. That being said, though, as I was digging a little bit more into the Dolphins, I realized that while, yes, scoring 70 points in any NFL game against any NFL team, I think is extremely impressive. The reality of the situation is, is that their wins have not, and Noah, don't come after me if you're listening, They have not been that impressive. If we look at their losses, right, they've lost to the Bills and the Eagles pretty handedly. They lost to the Eagles 31 to 17, and they lost to the Bills 48 to 20. Whoa. In terms of their wins, they have beat the Patriots twice. They have beat the Giants. They have beat the Broncos. And the only one that's been somewhat pretty good was week one where they beat the Chargers. Their wins are not necessarily these. Oh, and I'm sorry. Also, the Panthers is on that list. Those are their six wins that they have had. Two for the Patriots, one for the Panthers, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Giants. Their wins, if we're being quite honest, I don't think are as impressive as maybe their record shows. So with all that being said, I definitely do think that the Chiefs are a better team here. I mean, the Dolphins, of course, we know they have electric ability. 
But I think in terms of winning games against other solid teams, the Dolphins have not exactly been battle-tested yet. So we'll see what goes on with that one. With all that in mind, I have the Chiefs at seven. Okay, that's uh, that's a little spooky. That is definitely a little spooky. That is definitely a little spooky. I thought you had me scared that I was about to be double digits. So we can no. we can chat on that one, but uh, we can chat. We can chat. One to seven, six, six is uh, that's a lot. So we're gonna have yeah. some we're gonna have some work to do and some discussions on that one for sure. We sure are. We sure are. You came you came ready to battle on that one. You came. Yeah, it's almost I did. like you, I knew I was gonna need to defend that one a bit. It's almost like you knew that we were going to have a different, uh, I, different. I would have put all all my marbles on the fact that you were going to put that game at one. How many marbles do you have? I have at least ten marbles. That's a lot of marbles. Yeah. So I was going to put. I actually just counted eleven. I was going to put eleven marbles on that game. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, kudos <laughs> to you for coming ready to battle. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have to discuss that one big time off air because it's going to be tough. All right. Sounds good. Moving into the Sunday afternoon slate of games, 1 o'clock. We are kicking it off with the Minnesota Vikings at Atlanta Falcons. And I apologize. I just smacked the microphone. So I know it came through for Bob. And if it's not edited out later on, then apologies. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm just deaf over here. Continue. For this game, these are some teams that are calling in for reinforcements. And not sure if you've ever seen this movie, but one of the greatest Halloween reinforcements brought in, maybe not greatest because he ends up not doing a great job, is the one and only Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Have you ever seen that movie, Bob? I've seen commercials of that. I don't think I've ever seen the actual movie. Okay. It's definitely been a while for me, but I was refreshing my memory today And essentially, there's this couple, and they die, and they're haunting this house, and they need reinforcements. They need to bring in backup to assist and scare away all these other, like, spirits and people and everything like that. And so they call on the one and only Beetlejuice to come in as a backup and reinforcements and help. He doesn't really help in the end. It ends up up not being great, but... Forget that part. I'm talking about the reinforcements, and they're calling in reinforcements. And both of these teams are calling in reinforcements. The Minnesota Vikings are calling in Josh Dobbs. They gave him a little ring-a-ling and said, Joshy, come on over. You're in the pine. Maybe you can come play for us. It's either going to be him or a backup, uh, the rookie. And I apologize. I should know his name, but We'll send I him don't. some swag. It's okay. We'll send him some swag. I think it's something Hall, so we'll, we'll send him double swag because I also don't know. Something Hall. I'll look it up as you're talking here. I'm I'm looking right meow. It is. Actually, nope. You're going to look it up while I'm talking because I don't have it I'm going to look it up right now and it's, oh, it it says Dobbs. Uh, Jaron Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Okay. So they're going to say Jaron or Josh, one of you, we need you to hop in. We're calling in reinforcements. Atlanta Falcons, we're sitting Desmond Ritter. He is riding the pine. We're going to call in reinforcements, Taylor Heineke. And for me, obviously, Dobbs has played for the Cardinals. He's been doing sort of okay for the Cardinals, not too shabby, and a pretty difficult team to, to do well in. But for me, Heineke is a little bit more 
accustomed to the backup role and being those reinforcements. Not only that, he also has Bijan Robinson in the backfield coming after him and to be able to help him out, bail him out in the run game, maybe loosen some things up for the Falcons. And not to mention, he now has been backup. He's been there. He knows the scheme. He knows what to do for the Falcons and step into this role. I think it's going to take a while for Dobbs to jump in and and really get the Vikings offense under control and, and know where he's going. So I know this is one we disagree on, which to say a word I've never said before is pretty scary because I have this one high. I have this game and I have it at 12. You have the Falcons. I have the Falcons winning. Oh my gosh. You have the Falcons at 12. Yep. Wow. I I fully believe in Heineke's ability to step in here way more than I do for Josh Dobbs to learn this offense in a week without a Justin Jefferson, without some of his key weapons, and be able to play in this way and win in Atlanta. That confidence really scares me. Halloween's scary. <laughs> Monsters are scary. But they have How- Beetlejuice, so that's why. <laughs> oh, well, didn't you say that Beetlejuice didn't really get the job done? Uh, yeah, For so for the Vikings, he's not going to get the job done. Oh, but he is he's going to get the job done for the Falcons? Yes, correct. <laughs> okay, that's a better Beetlejuice. Got it. Okay. In that case, I guess we That's should alternate go- universe Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. That makes all the sense in the world. In that case, I guess we're going 12 on the Falcons, and I don't need to say anything. No, why, why don't you tell us why you're going with the Vikings? With the, yes. With a hurt Kirk Cousins, a hurt Justin Jefferson. Tell us more. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you for leading off with that, for really uh, having me dig out of the grave here. Yeah, no problem. So that is true. Justin Jefferson, I believe, is the best receiver in the NFL. He's hurt. Kirk Cousins was looking like, once again, one of the best statistical quarterbacks in the NFL because Mac last year hit us with a massive nugget how he has, he had better, some, some like strange stat that he was better at Mahomes than I can't remember what it was. He has a higher passing percentage or passing completion percentage than I'm pretty sure any other quarterback in the NFL right now. There you go. Basically, Mahomes included. Like, they have a very similar statistics. Yes. Okay. That's what it was. So, basically, the Vikings in the last four weeks have lost Justin Jefferson and Patrick Mahomes. So, that's that's really hard to come back from. But the, reasons that, the reason that I went with the Vikings is they've been super hot. It looks like your boys were going to be running away with that division by about Thanksgiving. And the Vikings have quietly won three games in a row. And, yes, that's with a healthy quarterback. And now they do not have a healthy quarterback. But they've been winning a lot of games with their defense. Their defense has been one of the best in the NFL recently. They still have TJ Hawk, the ex-Lion. He's been crushing. They still have Addison. They still have Osborne. And I think Dobbs is a good enough backup to just kind of be like a like a game manager. And no offense to Kurt. I know he's probably healing right now. He just had surgery. He's been through a lot, probably eating a lot of Halloween candy. He is a glorified uh, – this might not be good to say because – He's been really good. Don't but he talk is, smack about Kurt. He doesn't deserve that right now because he just tore his Achilles. But he, in my opinion, is just a really good game manager. He can't beat you with his legs. He can't really beat you with his arm strength. He just kind of gets the job done. And I think it's kind of like with the the Niners. No offense, Purdy. I'm going to have a lot of apologies after this episode. 
Gosh. It's just Bob, I already gave you all my marbles for that. I don't have any more marbles to give out for well, any of these players that you're really dissing right now. Nick's going to have to give me some of her marbles then. So we're just going to have to figure it out. My marbles are hers and hers are mine. Mm-hmm. Marriage. That was, that was sweet. I'll find marbles somewhere else. Okay. But I think a lot of quarterbacks can fit into this Minnesota offensive scheme. And I didn't go heavy on this confidence. I did think it's going to be really close. I what, still you didn't do. go 12? <laughs> I didn't go 12 heavy. That's that's crazy heavy. That's like Mac just went to voodoo and had 100 beers and 100 candy bars. Maybe I'm I did. I'm convinced you made that confidence last night in your Halloween <laughs> uh, candy and, and uh, beer stupor. I have the Vikings staying hot. Falcons have been really bad the last couple of weeks. They've had the inner team drama with head coach and quarterback carousel. Heineke also hasn't played in a long time. Dobbs, he's been playing all season. So that's why I have the Vikings, their defense, the fact that that offense is kind of jiving and uh, no offense, Kurt, go green, go white. I think he's kind of a game manager. I have the Vikings going into Hotlanta and I had them winning it too. So I think it's a lot more reasonable than 12, but uh, hey, you can't have your cake and eat it too. All right. Can I throw one more juicy nugget at you? I'm not I hungry. Know, I don't know if you're stuffed from Halloween candy, but I got one I more am. nugget for you. Well, you're going to give it to me whether I I'm want it or not. I'm going to give it to you anyway. The Vikings just had their very first rushing touchdown of the season this past weekend, which means, translated, their run game is not that strong. So they're going to have to rely on Dobbs or this rookie to completely carry them through this game. I just truly do not believe that a brand new quarterback to the scheme is going to be able to do that. Or maybe Madison, the running back, is going to be Beetlejuice taking your movie. Uh... No, he has not been that great this season. <laughs> yeah, but that's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice isn't that great, but he comes in and he gets the job done. No, he doesn't Mad- get the job done. Okay. Like I like I said, Madison might be Beetlejuice. He might not get the job done, but he might be someone like Michael Myers that does get the job done. Mm, maybe. Well, anyway, that's that's a juicy nugget, though, right? And that, they're going to need to rely very- on a good quarterback. I disagree that Kirk is just a game manager. I think he's a good quarterback. And I think that they're not going to have that in anybody else. So- Do you think I'm going to have to apologize to the Cousins family? Yes, I think you are. Does it help that I'm a Michigan State fan? Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was probably the worst Halloween of his life, and I'm here calling him a game manager. Sorry, Kirk. I'll send you <laughs> some swag and some candy. And, yeah, we're going to have to uh, discuss this one offline because we got about 14 minutes to do 13 games. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> Let's jump into the next one. It's your game, so take it away. I'm going to take it away. So this one was one of the, the – uh, movie comparisons that I just really couldn't connect anything. So my apologies. This is a big time stretch. This is going to be like my, uh, my usual advertisements that don't make a lot of sense. So Cardinals Browns, I really can't think of a more unattractive game on the schedule. Cardinals have been really bad. Now that the Panthers won last week, they are tied for the worst record in the NFL. Dobbs has been kind of piss poor. Man, Dobbs is getting a lot of screen time. Um, they obviously just cut him. So things are things are bad in Arizona. Vibes are low. The Browns, they had a tough loss against the Seahawks. They've been better than a lot of people thought, but the Browns are still the Browns. So this movie kind of reminded me of Frankenstein. There's just a lot going on. There's a lot of pieces put to <laughs> there's a lot of pieces put together to 
to make up these teams. The Browns kind of have a mismatch team. Like they got Amari. They just traded. Oh, I forgot to tell people about the trade for Donovan's people Jones for the Lions. Oh, but yeah. They just traded him to Detroit. Obviously, Chubb got hurt. So now Ford's been the guy. They've just been kind of piecing things together. The Cardinals have a really weird mixture of players with like Zach Ertz and Hollywood Brown. And ugh, this game just gives me a really disgusting taste in my mouth. It's like I just grabbed some cider and someone put some fireball in it. And I didn't want any alcohol in my cider. So it just, ugh, this game is just so weird. And it just reminds me of Frankenstein just kind of. Uh, 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 walking around. Um, no one's excited about this game, not even Cleveland. So, yeah, that's the best I could do. And, uh, yeah, I told you it wasn't going to be so, the best. So who'd you pick? So I went with the Browns, and I actually was the most confident in the Browns out of anybody. So that kind of goes against the Frankenstein thing. And I just – I'm just not excited for this game. So I had Wait. Browns at 14. First of all, ding to ling to ling ding ding. Oh, second great. of all, <laughs> second of all, you had me over here crapping my pants that this game was going to be super far apart again with the amount of just smack talk you're having on the Browns. I mean, I agree, it's kind of like a black game, but like I don't know, I the way you were talking about the Browns, I was certain you were going with this game very low. Yeah, well, I was just trying to like have things all over the place, kind of like Frankenstein, because he's oh, he's a monster. I see. He's I got see. like a lot of different pieces. So did I did I uh succeed in that in that uh Sure, effort? yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And also, sorry that you were pooping your pants over there. Do I need to let you step away for a couple minutes? Yeah, Take care do of that? you mind? I'm feeling like Joe Burrow over here with skin marks. Oh man. <laughs> well, in that case, do your thing. I'll just kind of keep you happen around over here. Oh my gosh. No, that's hilarious though. Okay, well, that's also my most confident game. Amazing. And- I would maybe consider lowering that if Kyler Murray is back, but I don't know. I think the first game back off of so long being away with the injury, I'm going to say probably I'm still okay with it. True. And um, the Browns defense is kind of like their their uh, special sauce in a way. That's like their one True. shining uh, aspect of that squad. So glad that we finally got a Halloween ding, 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 ding. Um, so Love now, yeah, it. candy bars for all the Wave Riders, and let's move on to, uh, to right. the next one. Next game, we have the L.A. Rams at Green Bay Packers. So as Bob mentioned, or I'm sorry, as I mentioned earlier, Bob put the report together. Matt Stafford has a torn or a sprained UCL in one of his thumbs. And I think it's his right arm because they're concerned about his throwing arm. Um, So he is someone that's questionable we're going to want to watch. But ultimately, I do have the Rams in this game. And when I was thinking through game or I'm sorry, movies to compare to this game, I just really went back. I kept going back to a classic known as Hocus Pocus. Oh, baby. And in this movie, if you've never seen it, I apologize. We probably should have put a big spoiler for the beginning of this episode because we're just spoiling all of these movies. Um, but in this movie, there's there's three witches and they are trying to suck the life out of all these kids to stay young forever and, and put on these curses on this town. And they end up getting cursed themselves where they have to be asleep and they're asleep for centuries until someone comes along and breaks the curse. And these two teams are kind of asleep. 
at the moment. These teams were a little bit asleep. The Rams were looking pretty good. They had Puku Nakua doing really well. They had Cooper Cup out. I thought when he came back, it was just going to be this like this electric thing. Maybe they were going to go back to their Super Bowl shape where they're just like knocking out teams left and right. They still had a lot of similar pieces. The Packers, on the other hand, are more than asleep. I mean, they're basically dead at this point because they yes. are struggling with Jordan yes. Love. And I got to say, we love it here at Making Waves. No apologies needed for that. Nope. But these teams are kind of asleep. They're, they have been put under this hocus-pocus curse, and they are waiting for a virgin to come around and light the black flame candle. And you know who I think that's going to be for the Rams? I think that's going to be Aaron Donald this week. I think he's going to feast on Jordan Love. As we saw, their offensive line is not strong. Aaron Donald, he's the virgin coming to light. Light I was that candle, wake that team up, and they are going to be coming back to life this weekend. I've got the Rams. I've got them at eight. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, that's interesting. And I yes, know that is part of the movie. If that's what you're wondering, I was say, man, I know Aaron has been married to his his wife for quite some time. Yeah, hey, I that guess. doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I just, yeah, that. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. Assumptions at- I'm just gonna leave it at that. And isn't I that hope- crazy that a Disney movie? It's a Disney movie, and they're talking. It's hilarious every time we watch it about how he's this virgin lighting the candle, and it's too good. It's really, really good. I watched that movie, the original. I also watched the new one uh, a couple weeks ago, and that is you have to be a virgin to light the black candle. It has to be on Halloween night, aka last night, to get the. Uh, wait, don't tell me it's the something sisters. I know this. What's it start with? Uh, also, S. Sinister sister? No, what is oh, it? Sanders. Sanderson sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so for for any listeners, um, please don't light any candles on Halloween night. <laughs> um, we don't want the Sanderson sisters coming back. They're pretty coming back to haunt us. <laughs> that was a good one. I really liked how you did that. Thank you, thank you. So anyway, I have the Rams. I have them at eight. Okay, I have the Rams. I had them at ten. So we're pretty close there. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That was a great, uh, that was great analysis. And yeah, I'm really happy that the Packers are like the Sanderson sisters. And I hope nobody lights the Packers candle for many, many decades to come. <laughs> you and me both. All right, moving on to the next game. We've got the Washington Commanders at New England Patriots. See, now I'm really looking at some of these things. It's like, was I half paying attention when I was making these uh these comparisons with movies and these games. This one was another stretch, I'd say. Commanders, I got a lot of crap games in my bunch, didn't I? I, I yeah, really got a lot of... Uh, you have some tough games here. Man, I don't have a lot of uh, marquee matchups here, but I was the one that recommended Mac at the uh, Thursday night we go from there. So I know, well, I know a couple that you have towards the end. You've got a few. True. I got some good ones at the end, but um, yeah, I got to look in the mirror and just make sure not to say Bloody Mary three times on that one. But so we got Commanders, we got Patriots, and I looked at this game and the first thing I thought of, and I do not, contrary to popular belief and what Max said at the start of this episode, I don't like gore, I don't like blood, I don't like violence in movies. I do like edge of your seat, thriller, scare. I don't like gore, I don't like blood, but this movie that I'm comparing this game to, very gory. Very bloody. I've never seen it. I just know the premise. And that's the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, This movie is one of those movies, I think. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. 
this movie was based off a true story. But when when producers say that, was it really based off a true story or did someone just, you know, kill someone with the chainsaw and they just made the movie? I don't know. I haven't spent the time to look into it. But apparently that movie was based on a, a true story or real life event. But now, after what happened yesterday during the trade deadline, I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is really kind of like the spirit of the commanders right now with what they did to their defensive line. The commanders are not having that bad of a season. I don't really understand where the freaking fire was, but upper management decided to just blow up the bridge and they just all had chainsaws. They walked right in their locker room. They traded their best two DEs. See ya. See ya. And now they're looking at maybe zero wins the rest of the season. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Commanders. I think this would have been a good game before yesterday, but, you know, no chase, no sweat, no problem for Mac and the Patriots. This game is in New England. Bill Belichick is an evil mastermind. I could have done something with that. Like, I could have done, like, Saw and said he was Jigsaw kind of in the back, just do-do-do-do-do, pulling the strings. But I went with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to win because of the massacre that happened in D.C. yesterday. So, yeah, that was a stretch, I know. Two in a row. No, no, it's good. It's good. Because of the massacre, I think the Patriots are going to um, really eat on the field on Sunday. I get them winning in Gillette. I got them at a confidence level of seven. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I am going to take a (laughs) chainsaw to my rankings here because I completely forgot about those trades that just happened. Even though we like talked about them, I completely blanked on the fact I was going back on the fact that, like you said, the commanders have been stringing together some wins. They've been having a pretty decent season. They did. They did pretty good in both their games against the Eagles. Things were looking good. So I, I really need to revisit this game. No, no, you don't. And and I may, uh, but for now, with what I was going off of, this is also very far apart because I had the Commanders at five. <sighs> Mostly for that reason, because I feel like they have been doing very well. Um, or not very, but they've been doing pretty well. Sam Howell's been doing fine. And uh, Brian Robinson in the backfield has been doing really well. They've been getting Jahan Dotson involved. Their defense has actually also been really solid. So I agree. It's kind of like, I can't believe they made those big trades. They're kind of thrown in the towel here. Completely forgot about that. So I'm going to need to revisit that. I don't, I still don't know if I think the Patriots are going to win though. I'm going to revisit this. We'll, we'll talk about this offline, but for now, that's what I have is the commanders at five. Okay. Man, someone's not doing their research. Yeah, their... geez. First, you didn't know it was in Germany. Now I forgot about the trade, even though Y'all... we literally talked about the trade. <laughs> Yo, we got some cobwebs. It's Halloween. Hey, you know, we're go... rusty. We're re... get... Yeah, cob... a... I like that. Thank you. Cut us some slack. Yes, cut us some slack. We'll, we'll get back into rhythm here. Oh, I don't want to know what you're doing for the next game here. I just realized. Oh, I'm so excited for this next game. Okay. Next game, we have the Chicago Bears at New Orleans Saints. And if there's anything you'd like to know about the Chicago Bears right now. Why are you smiling so big, by the way? Why do you look so happy? I was so excited putting this game together. And this, I'm just trying to be really extra horrifying because of Halloween, Bob. This is not my personality or what I actually think about the Bears. 
Just for this game, just for this game, you want to be extra horrifying. I just wanted to be really horrifying for this game. I can't wait to hear it specifically to my co-host. I really like to scare you, you know. So this is this is good one for you. Something something's never changed, but yes, continue. Sorry. So for this game, I just really looked at the teams we had here, and we've got the Chicago Bears and we've got the New Orleans Saints. And honestly, if we're looking at the Chicago Bears, obviously Justin Fields got hurt. Well, not obviously. If you didn't know that, Justin Fields got hurt. And Tyson Bajan, am I saying his name right? You still don't know his name, huh? No, I don't. It is Tyson Bajan, but say it with authority. He's a stud. Tyson, yeah. Tyson Bajan has been playing in his first game. Looked great. Came out. Once the team had the opportunity to see how he plays, he did not so great. So right now the Chicago Bears are... Basically, the undead. They're a bunch of zombies. They're the walking dead right now, walking around out there. I was trying to find a good Halloween movie about zombies, and I don't know if it's really a Halloween movie, but we're still going with the theme. This game for this weekend is Zombieland. And if there's anything you know about Zombieland, when you're walking around, it's this group of misfits coming together. They're walking around. There's all these zombies. Have you seen the movie Zombieland? No comment. Okay. (laughs) There's these misfits. They come together. They're just trying to take on the undead, right? Like, they've got their machine guns. They're out there fighting in the zombies are coming in droves. And they're trying to take them out. And the bears are the undead. The saints, on the other hand, kind of a group of misfits, right? We've got uh, Derek Carr that got moved over there. He's been having ups and downs. But beyond that, we got Alvin Kamara back. He's been having a hit or miss season because he had a suspension, but looking pretty good. They're getting some new players up and involved. And overall, they have their defense there, which has been looking very solid most weeks uh, and doing a good enough job to allow Derek Carr to do what he does, which is kind of, you know, game managed throughout. But basically, there's one big thing in Zombieland that they talk about with zombies, and that is the double tap. And that's where you shoot the zombie twice to make sure they're dead. I think this is a double tap on the Chicago Bears this weekend. They're going to lose this game, unfortunately. Pow, pow. And I think they're dead for the rest of the season. I I mean, they kind of already were, but I think this is really going to be the final nail in the coffin. So that's why I have the the Zombieland game. And I have this game, and I have the Saints at eleven. Was the was the pow pow really necessary? <laughs> was the double tap really necessary about that? Was the comparing my boys to zombies truly truly necessary? It it just was, yeah, it was. Well, you know what? This is the first ever game that we have exactly on that I'm not going to give a ding 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 on. Oh, ding 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 ding! And I have seen that movie, but I didn't want to give you anything to add into that little. That little comparison. I didn't want to give you diddly squat. How was it though? That's pretty good. You know what? If if it wasn't about my bit with my <laughs> boys, I would have been singing your praises right now. But <sighs> I'm gonna bury that one and put it six feet under and pretend I never heard the pow pow. Oh, fair enough. Just like your boys' season, buried six feet under. Well, <laughs> I think we're gonna have it, folks. She's on I think a roll. Get- and this is why I bought you a jersey because I gave you so much shit about the bears. I think you owe me at least two or three more jerseys after the pow pow. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair. And folks, unfortunately, I am sad to announce that we're going to have another hiatus after this episode, maybe three to six weeks. <laughs> so my apologies for uh, the tease coming back this week. But quickly moving on from that game, 
Okay, and pretending that never happened, nicely done though, is the Seahawks Ravens. And I don't think anything scarier than Edgar Allan Poe and a Raven flying around in October. And speaking of scary things, the Ravens have been really scary. The Seahawks have also been really scary. This might be on paper, other than the Dolphins Chiefs, the best game on the docket this upcoming weekend. Two six and two teams, two birds, and I think it's going to be a really good game. So when I was thinking about this game, I was thinking about things that scare me a lot. And there's a lot of things that scare me. The dark, monsters, spiders, snakes. As a kid, I was scared of being kidnapped. Never happened. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But on top of the list, and being in a cornfield late at night with uh, my best friend (laughs) and her pouncing out at me last second, these are all things that scare me. Obviously, I joke about the dark. I'm not scared of the dark, just a little bit. But the thing on top of the list, and those who truly know me know this is my biggest fear. Mac, would you want to take it away with the thing that scares me the most? The thing that scares you the most? I I really don't know that I could pinpoint You don't know? Not traveling. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that's... Between that and I mean that and death, (laughs) that and death. Don't even get me started. But no, no. I mean, like a a worldly thing. Think of things that are just really scary. Things that are that was on the list that I had that I had uh, listed. Things that scare me, not the number one. Clowns. Oh, okay. I I just really that. Really? Well, now you do. Yeah. Man, you learn something new about me every day. Good there we go. No, I'm just making a little note here. I'm perfect. I'm glad I said that. Do you remember like the mascot thing when you were forcing that mascot oh, at the game to yes. come up and say happy birthday to me? Good point. I just don't like, I don't like masks. I don't like things that are dressed up. You don't know who's behind. And yeah, clowns is very high up on the list. Obviously, number one. And Lamar Jackson, and unfortunately for Mac... Speaking of scary things, oh my God, that 35 to 6 game last week. Yeah, that was freaking scary. And Lamar, it's not just the Lions. Lamar has been doing that every single week for the last four or five weeks. And he's been bringing, bringing back um, memories of him circa 2019. So Absolutely. I thought, you know what? Lamar right now is like Pennywise. For a couple of years there, he was just lurking in the sewers, looking for his little kid to walk by, grab the balloon grab the kid, bring him down into the gutter world. And you know what? Pennywise, he's up. He is full force again. He's lurking in your neighborhood. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Pennywise is back. Lamar is back. MVP Lamar is finally arrived. I'm sure Baltimore is happy. I'm sure, obviously, Harbaugh is happy. And yeah, Ravens fans are very happy. So yeah, Lamar playing unbelievable. I think he's going to continue that this weekend against the Seahawks. I think Pennywise is going to continue eating defenses like he has the last few weeks. Seahawks, yeah, I mean, they've been playing awesome, but they're about to run into a buzzsaw. And I think being in Baltimore, Ravens playing like Super Bowl contenders. And I'm giving the Seahawks a little bit of credit here because they also have six and two team, but I got the Ravens, Pennywise and Lamar at three on Sunday. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you very high on the Ravens? Oh, God. 
Ravens. Oh my god. I'm so high on the Ravens. How high are we talking? Pretty high. <laughs> like double digit high? Yes. God, we're in trouble. Hey, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Kind of a similar reasoning for that I gave for the Dolphins and Chiefs is that, yes, the Seahawks do have some good wins under their belt. Don't get me yep. wrong. Obviously, they beat the Lions week two. That was really unfortunate. But they only beat us by one score, I will say. The other games that they've won were against the Giants, the Cardinals, the Rams, who have been up and down all over the place, the Panthers. And they just lost to the Browns. And they also lost the Bengals earlier in the season. So, again, that when they've played teams with stout defenses – or, I'm sorry, they just barely beat the Browns. So, that that is a good win. I got to give them that because, unfortunately, we needed the, the Browns to win that game. But beyond that, there's just not been a ton of really good wins, in my opinion. Um, obviously, there have been some, and I, I think they've earned, you know, some caliber or degree of, of like – some credit there. And I don't think that should be dismissed, but I do think Gino's been a little bit more hobbled than he was last year. He's been, people are picking up on what he's putting down. And ultimately I just think the Ravens, I mean, clearly, and I could be definitely a bit biased considering they absolutely put the whopping down on my boys, but watching that game start to finish the Ravens clear. I mean, their defense is stout. I didn't realize it was one of the best defenses in the league. Then you add on top of it an MVP caliber in Lamar Jackson offense. Uh, This is just an incredible team. And I think it's hard pressed that they're going to be beat, especially in Baltimore. So I'm sorry, but I have this game at 10. Man, well, we were going for scary. I think we got it uh, (laughs) because we're going to be talking for hours after this. This is going to be. Yeah, this is going to be a lot. (laughs) This is going to be a lot. But you made Speaking a good point. Cobwebs, man. Uh, apparently, we're just uh, the wavelength. We've got a lot of cobwebs on it. We're quite. We're not quite on the same wavelength right now. Uh, but you made a good point earlier this week. I have been solid at choosing the teams in the fifty-fifty games. That you've been solid at choosing the uh, confidence level. So maybe we'll have to take that into account this week. We'll see. We'll take a look at it. We'll All take right. a peek. Spooky. Spooky. Oh man, this is a good episode. I I always love doing the Halloween episode. It's great. And I'm specifically really glad that it's after Halloween because it's November 1st and I'm having you talk about a holiday other than Christmas. So, Oh, it's okay. Next episode into the rest of the, uh, the not 2023 be. calendar, uh, we'll be chatting about all things Christmas. So you enjoy this for the next 20, it 30 minutes. better not be starting next week. There's still, hey, there's still another holiday. Yeah, but the real holidays, you know, coming up at the end of the next month, so. Gasp! He did not just do he that. He did not just say that. Oh, he man. didn't just Let me go, go there. back to the Zombieland game and just yeah, help. double tap it a little more. <laughs> no, no more pow pows here, please. All right, looking at the next game. Uh, actually, we're gonna be a little bit spooky here on a Halloween episode. A little extra spooky, and we're just gonna surprise Bob with the first advertisement of this episode. What you got, Is Bob? It- is that allowed to do that? Um, oh, right it now? is. It is now. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that at all. I usually exactly. need at least a couple minutes to think about that. Okay, well, what's scarier, clowns or getting surprised with an advertisement? Um, easily getting surprised with an advertisement. Or not traveling. <laughs> um, definitely not traveling. Followed by death. Okay. Oh man, here. 
Okay, this spooky Halloween-themed Making Waves episode, pre-Christmas episode, is brought to you by... One night I went wandering out in the woods and found I had wandered much more than I should. Da-da-da-da-da, witches! Da-na-na, goblins! Da-na-na, da-na-na, I have no idea where I'm going. Go! This year, monsters. <laughs> I have no idea, I have no idea. Lock it in, lock it in. Candy. Candy, get your Halloween post. Candy, please, please take it. This Making Waves episode is brought to you by Candy, Halloween candy, half off after Halloween. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I take it back. This is way scarier than not traveling. What just happened? I don't know. Oh, what just happened? A couple more. Did you black out? Yes, a couple more minutes, and I absolutely would have had that prepared. Okay, lock it in. I gotta give what I gotta give the people what they want. This episode is brought to you. Oh, by... you're going again? I have to. Okay, I have to. I cannot end on that. I'll be thinking Fair. about. It. I'll be staring at the ceiling tonight, thinking about that. My hands are so sweaty right now. Mom's spaghetti. Oh, okay. This Halloween episode is brought to you by Candy. After Halloween, all candy is 75% off at your local Target. Go there. Grab your candy. It's still yummy, but much cheaper. Thanks, Candy. God. (laughs) That was better to help you sleep tonight? Yes. At least I got an advertisement. Why was I singing? (laughs) Is that a song that you had started with? Yes. Is that in an actual head, song? Yes. I learned that in elementary school. It's the only Halloween song I know. And I was Aww, in my cute. head. In my head, I was gonna do the whole thing. But then about 10 seconds <laughs> in, I'm like, this is like a 60 second song. I cannot sing for 60 <laughs> seconds. And then I just started saying monsters and then I started saying candy. Goblins. Candy. And my, my brain just could not attach that to like a physical item. Oh, okay. Well, that's Oh my that's, gosh. Speaking that of bottom so of the ocean. Good. That's a new that's a new low. It's gonna be really easy for you to beat that this episode. So congratulations. And and I may I'm, have prepped something in advance. Wink wink. Oh great. I'm I'm legitimately sweating through my shirt after that. All right. Well, I'll take the mic back here as we move into the Tampa Bay Bucks at Houston Texans. And this this game reminded me of a movie that I actually just watched over the weekend. So something really fun that Nick and I like to do is we like to do outdoor movie nights. We have a little projector, light a fire. We made some homemade pizza, wow. got some popcorn, some, some candy, as Bob had mentioned. <laughs> and we like to watch movies outside. And this movie that we watched is called Practical Magic. Have you ever seen that movie? And he actually just walked away. So I will keep talking. <laughs> if you have never seen this movie before, basically it's these sisters and they're witches and they get cursed and can never fall in love because if they fall in love, the person that they fall in love with dies. And okay, wait, he's back. So we'll ask him. I was talking to me? you and then I looked up and you were gone. <laughs> oh. You didn't see my chat? I said I was sweaty. I needed to get some water. (laughs) Have you ever heard of the movie Practical Magic? You know what? 
I had not until about two hours ago when we decided we were going to do movies. And I was looking at Halloween movies and that came up on every list. And I was like, what the heck is this movie? Okay. Yeah. So we watched it over the weekend and I was just telling the listeners, but I'll, I'll fill you in as well. Basically, it's these two sisters and they're witches and they're cursed. They have, there's this family curse so that they can never fall in love. And if they fall in love, the person they fall in love with dies by like oh some God. tragic, crazy event. So they can never so, fall in love. It's this curse on them. Geez. And the reason I compared that to this game is because I think, I'm going to be honest, when Tom Brady left the Bucks, I think the Bucks and everybody else thought they were cursed. I think everybody thought they were never going to fall in love again because Tom Brady left them. They missed out on their opportunities to extend their, their Super Bowl winning ways, and they lost their one true love. And he didn't die, thank goodness. No RIP, but they were cursed, or so they thought. Come to find out, their one true love is, lo and behold, Baker Mayfield. And the Tampa Bay Bucks have been doing really, really well. I think they're going to have no problem taking care of a divisional opponent in the Houston Texans this week. And I know that the Texans, divisional opponent, right? Texans are not in the Bucks division, but it's just oh, like AFC. I said. Oh, right, right, right. The Bucks are Six. with the the Saints and the Panthers and stuff. Yes, they're both in the South, just AFC and NFC. Yes. But I, okay, I see where you're right. going there. Yes, you're right. As soon as I said it, I was like, "That's that is that right?" <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's Halloween. Anyways, we all make mistakes. even more reason that I think they're going to beat the Texans. The Texans have had shown some flashes of good. CJ Stroud's been doing all right. Unfortunately, the past couple weeks, though, I feel like that's kind of gone a little bit more downhill for the Texans. And the Bucks' defense is just looking stout, looking good. good. And so I've got the Bucks, and I've got them actually at 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, if we gave each other a dollar for every game we were more than <laughs> six or seven apart, we'd both have multiple dollars. Yeah, I had the Bucks at six. Six? Oh gosh, Six. seven off. Seven off. So we uh we're struggling a little bit here with our with our confidence um relevant to each other. But you know what? I guess this just gives us a reason to be on the phone tomorrow for about two hours trying to figure out who we're going with. Oh um, yes. also side note, it's gonna be a long conversation tomorrow. So deadline or not for for you and your part-time job, the 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 one that doesn't really matter as much as this, obviously. Um we're gonna have a lot of discussions tomorrow. So I hope those deadlines can wait because Making waves has some some big uh, big time discussions to be had. We sure do. And um, Nick actually just texted me and she said she could hear me giving the podcast talking about practical magic. And in the movie, they dance around because they have midnight margaritas. I think we're going to need at least five midnight margaritas to get through <laughs> this week. I think we definitely need a lot of midnight margaritas. I'll have two right now, please. And wow, shouts out to Nick being on the other side of the wall and still giving us relevant information that we need. Shout out, Nick. Don't want to spoil anything. Really hope to have you on the podcast soon. Wink, wink. <laughs> also, for people listening in, obviously our Wave Riders, obviously they can't see us. I need to give them a little insight into what Mac is doing as she is going through her, her uh, comparisons from the games to the movie. She literally looks like a rapper. You're getting so into it. You're like moving your hands and it looks like you're like, you're like this, 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 this can't fall in love. And I'm like, oh my God, she is like putting down some serious freaking beats every single time. So this is. Hey, this is serious. The... Okay. Oh I'm gosh, trying to convince you of my comparison. So I'm just really getting into it. She's getting invested and she's getting animated and it's just, 
Yeah, I mean, it's doubly as uh, entertaining for me, so I appreciate it. I just wanted to let the fans know that uh, this is no joke. We're taking this seriously. Yes, thanks, Bob. I appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. All right, moving into the Sunday 4 o'clock slate of games. First up is your game, the Indianapolis Colts at Carolina Panthers. Great. I have gone back and forth on this game a couple times, not on who I think is going to win. That is a very easy decision for me, and I'm sure it is for you as well. It's which movie to compare this game to because this is kind of another like Frankenstein-type game. Panthers, yuck. Colts, lately, yuck. So I – this isn't going to make a lot of sense. Again, I'm struggling here. But I compared this game to a classic, an American classic, The Children of the Corn. It's just a really good movie about these kids that live inside the corn that kill all the adults. Jeez Louise. I know. and They live inside corn, like cornfields? They live in the cornfield. So obviously they lived in like a community, kind of like Allendale, Michigan. Shout out Lakers. Laker up, anchor down. It was like a community. I've never seen this movie. I looked it up on Wikipedia today. Just Fair. put that out there as well. But they lived in a community surrounded by cornfields, and then they started killing all the adults because like they didn't like rules anymore, and they wanted to like you know make their own decisions. And then the kids moved their little colony without parents out into the corn. So then when some like outsider, like a police officer or someone from another town came into their city to see what the heck was going on, the kids lured them out into the corn and then ate them. Um, cannibal the style. Hell? Yeah. So I'm sure you and Nick would love to watch this on a date night in the backyard. Just Yeah, that sounds like a really idea. fun one. Just, you know, well, you're out there in the dark outside. Great, exactly. great movie to watch. Exactly. So the reason I thought of this game and Children of the Corn is because there's a lot of rookies in this game. Obviously, Anthony Anthony Richardson, quarterback of the Colts, out for the season, which is a bummer. But we got Bryce Young on the Panthers, and there's just a lot of young kids on both of these teams. And yeah, I don't really know the comparison from that to uh, Children of the Corn. I just think there's a lot of young, young, uh, talented players in pieces. <laughs> You give me quite the look on this, trying to figure out where I'm going. I'm I'm also trying to figure out where I'm going, but just a lot of young talent, and ultimately, I think the uh, the kids are going to eat the adults in this game. The Colts are a little younger than the Panthers. Uh, you know, Panthers got Thielen, who's at the end of his career, kind of making some noise. They've got uh, who's the running back from the Eagles that they just got last year? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, another veteran at the end of his career. They got Devin Funchess, another veteran at the end of his career. So, yeah, I mean, the Panthers have put together a lot of vets that are, you know, keeping them in games for a while. But the Colts, they have the youth movement with Pittman. Richardson, obviously on the IL. A lot of others, um, Zach Moss. And I think in this game, the kids are going to overtake the veterans and win pretty handedly and then start the – start their colony in the Indianapolis cornfields. So with that, my confidence is very high. I got the Colts for a baker's dozen at 13. Okay. Man, I am just just whippy up in here. That was something there. And I'm just going to say that I also have the Colts at nine, and I don't really have anything else to add to your comparison. Thank you. Children of the corn, um, give it a watch. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) looking ahead to the next game we have the new york football giants at las vegas raiders Raiders. and this is one that i first and foremost would be willing to maybe move a little higher depending on what we discuss 
Um, I made these before the announcements of benching Garoppolo, the the firing of the coach and the general manager and all the different, the Devontae Adams request for the trade. I made this beforehand. So I'd be willing to consider moving a little bit higher. I think we agree on this game. Great. Is that correct? Do you do you recall? Oh, I thought you meant confidence wise. Yeah, on the actual game, we do agree on who we have winning. Yes, Yes. I would. I would be willing to look at this one a little bit higher. But to compare, of course, to a game, let me um, loosen up the shoulders so I can get some movement in this. Yeah, let's see it. Again, kind of going back. Clearly, I like Disney Halloween movies because I don't like scary, scary movies, and Disney Halloween movies are something I can watch and not be too too spooked out. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of them, seen them, but the Halloween Town series within this movie. Oh, Chef's Kiss. Mwah. They're the best. Halloween Town, phenomenal. Marnie, you know, the grandma, all the things. Shout I'm out, not Marnie. talking about Halloween Town 1. I'm talking about Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. And just close your eyes for a minute. Let's bring you back to when you were a child watching Disney movies at eight o'clock and the kids are jumping around. It's time for Disney Channel movie, whatever the lyrics are. And Halloween Town 2 is coming on as your eyes are closed. If you could picture the scene where Calabar does his curse on Halloween Town and everybody turns gray and everybody is just kind of walking around like this and they're all gray and they've got nothing to live for that's no never mind sorry that oh my god that got dark fast jeez sorry that was too much but basically they're all just boring and everybody's the same and they're gray this game is a gray game for me we've got the giants sorry eli a little meh we've got the raiders extra now meh and just some things are are you know this is just a gray game here I think the Giants absolutely are going to win. Obviously, we saw the Raiders. They got beat up. They're, they're making some changes throughout their entire lineup. No problem moving this higher, like I said. But as of right now, I've got the Giants. And I kept them somewhat low just because they're still questioning about their quarterback. Is it going to be Daniel Jones? Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor? This is also in Las Vegas. But either way, this is a gray, kind of boring game. I don't think anybody's super stoked to watch this game. Sorry, Yoders, except for Eli and Amy and Ivy. But I'm going with the Giants, and I've got them at three. Oh, okay. Um, also, side note, excuse my French. This is this was going to be explicit, explicit eventually. Calabar is a real bitch. Calabar <laughs> is a real bitch. <laughs> Dude, that was so annoying when he put that curse on the entire Halloween town and took all the color away. And also right? us as viewers, that sucked having to watch gray and white or gray and black and <laughs> right? white for a while. Like how did, how did people used to do that? I don't know. Shouts out to all the, all the uh, older generation listening in. Yeah. That we, we give you credit. That must've been, that must've been tough. We respect you boomers. We, we respect you. To a you're certain real, extent. To, to, to a certain extent, you're the real one, but yeah, had to say Calabar. He's a real biatch. He's a real biatch. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree that the Giants are going to win this game. I'm a little bit more confident, and I know you said you're willing to go up a little bit. I had them at five, so not, not too too, too much higher. And I think that speaks volumes of um, how much we think of the uh, the Giants, which unfortunately for the Oders is not a lot because Raiders are Raiders are in a bad uh, bad state. But yeah, that's only two off, so we're we're getting there. Okie dokie. All right, next game is Sunday night game. 
probably the opposite, uh, the complete 180 opposite of a great game. The Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. And I know Giants fans really don't want to hear that, but sorry, once again, we're just spitting truths. We speak truth here at Making Waves, and if you don't like it, GTFO. Just kidding. We need all the viewers we can get to pay our bills. But, yeah, finally I have a pretty exciting game here. We got the Cowboys. We got the Eagles. This game is absolutely broadcast in color. There's a lot of talent here. And when I thought of this game, it was very, very clear that I had to compare it to The Exorcist. It's an absolute... Thank you, thank you. Ooh. spooky and when it comes to scary movies i think the supernatural stuff is about as scary as it gets clowns like i said is right up there but when it comes to spirits and like the demonic side of things those movies can get pretty pretty scary and this was like the og like demon like taking over a human body, scary movie. We've all seen the head spinning around. And if you've seen it, you've had nightmares about it. I know I have. If you say you haven't, you're lying. So with this game, the reason that I said it is like The Exorcist is because the Cowboys, the last couple of years, have really been trying to exercise their demons when it comes to those Philadelphia Eagles. Shouts out Big T. We know you're listening in. Your Eagles are looking real good. This game's in Philadelphia. 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 And, I mean, yeah, that's got to be a top five hardest place to play in the NFL. Their their fans are brutal. And, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys just have kind of been acting like the little brother to the Eagles for the last handful of years. And it seems like the Cowboys are always winning 10 games, 11 games, 12 games, having really like respectable seasons, making the playoffs, but they just cannot beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They cannot rid themselves of that, that dark spirit. They cannot, you know, just get it out of their system. And that's, that's beating the Eagles. I don't think that's going to change in this game on Sunday afternoon. I think, unfortunately, the exorcism is going to be failed. Uh, The little girl in the movie will not be able to um, go on, and uh, the spirit will continue to spin her head in a 360-degree circle. Um, So, yeah, that's why I got the Eagles winning at home in this interdivisional matchup. And I got them winning pretty high at eight. Oh! Oh, shoot. Oh, gosh. I think I just had something exercise out of me with that one it was a spirit that came out oh my god you need to go take a step away again (laughs) that's crazy wow eight okay i am way more 50 50 on this game also slight caveat the eagles and the cowboys actually split their season last year um i think the last game might have been one of the last weeks though so maybe the eagles were benching people honestly i couldn't tell you but i think actually the, the cowboys have a hold over the eagles like in terms of forever standings. So just like a, sm- a small like rebuttal to your note there. Thanks for that nugget. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. I will say though, ultimately the Cowboys have been, I-, I feel like a little bit more up and down. I don't know. I went back and forth a lot on this game and I'm going to be honest. I almost chose the Cowboys for this game. Reason being because it is interdivisional. Obviously this is something that I think, these teams come out and they play their absolute hardest. 
The thing that did pull me in the Eagles' favor, again, another nugget, is that they are currently undefeated at home. Like you said, it's a hard place to play. Um, I am hopeful they will get the job done, but definitely not as uh, confident as you there that they will. I had them at one. Oh, Nelly, another game seven or more apart. Oh, baby. Indeed. Yes. This is, we need to exercise these. Uh, we got to exercise some demons for sure. I mean, yeah, we got, we got to do something. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, two more games to go. We will look ahead to Sunday night at 8.20 p.m. We have the Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals, and they really saved some good matchups here for the end of the week. This is a good one. This is a good game, in my opinion, and I think actually one that we chose separately on, if I recall. Correct. Yep. One of three. So... For me, this game, as I was looking through it, and and I haven't seen this movie, so bear with me, but I, I know the premise, I believe, uh, is The Purge, is the, what I compared this game to. So okay. The Purge, please correct me if I'm wrong. Have you seen this movie? I literally watched it about a week and a half ago, so yeah. Oh, Lord. So, so basically the whole premise, right, is that there's a night where there's no rules and people are just like mass chaos. They could kill people. They could do whatever, and there's no repercussions, right? Correct. One night a year to uh, avoid further violence and destruction in the country. Okay. But basically, it's just a bunch of people fighting to the death, essentially, right? Basically, like, yeah. They're stalking each other and killing people and et cetera, et cetera. To me, this game is going to be an all-out battle, and they these two teams are fighting to the death right now. The Cincinnati Bengals came out with a slow, sluggish start. But they've been starting to string some wins together one week after another. And, hey, don't look now. They might kind of creep up a little bit if they continue to win. Buffalo Bills, ups and downs. They've won some. They've lost some. Again, they're really kind of fighting to the death here, trying to keep that their elite status at the top of their division and, and trying to get top of the AFC. Ultimately, the way this shook, shook out for me is that I feel like the Bills have been doing really well, but – I would say if you're looking overall, maybe a slight dip has been occurring in their past couple of weeks. You know, we saw them lose, I believe it was to the Commanders a few weeks ago, or... It was definitely someone. I don't know if it was Commanders. I'll, I'll look uh, okay. right now when you... They had, a, they had a tough loss a few weeks ago, a very surprising loss. Patriots. Oh, it was the Patriots, that's right. Yes. Which, again, I guess that's a battle for New York, so you can't really put too much on there. But either way... I don't know. The Bills, they have ups and downs. And the Bengals, on the other side, I'm all about momentum. Their trajectory has been kind of going in the upward fashion. They've been getting Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow looks healthy again. I know he was struggling with that calf injury. And it is in Cincinnati. So that's what led me to inch my way closer to this game, fighting to the death, the purge. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to come out on top in this one um, with a win in the Buffalo Bills dead wow so you gave them that and you gave the bears the pow pow yeah yep fair fair yeah, lots of death but oh sorry they did say i have the Bengals at four okay well that's a semi ding dilla ding 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 but i have the other side four which makes Eesh, that but eight apart eight apart yes and correct me if i'm wrong before the season started did you not have the Bengals winning at all and i had the bills winning at all if i remember correctly uh i believe that is correct yes so this is kind of a battle of like best in the AFC. Obviously, Dolphins and Chiefs are there as well. So that, I mean, kind of like before the season, we thought those four teams were going to be the best between Chiefs, Dolphins, 
Bills, Bengals. Obviously, me and you had these two teams going all the way. So this is going to be very interesting to see. Yeah. How, I mean, I, how... I revoke that statement and I did almost immediately, but I still think they're kind of doing good. They are looking a lot better. I'll give you that. So there was one main reason that I think the Bills are going to win this game. And it's not really an on the field reason. I'm sure everybody remembers what happened last year with DeMar Hamlin. And it happened on a Sunday night in Cincinnati. So I just feel like it's going to be a very emotional game for a lot of different reasons. Bears played in LA. Got to, you know, throw the Bears out whenever I get a chance to talk about them. But Bears were playing to last night. Double tap them or pow pow? Not to, du- or? N- not to double tap, but oh, thank you so oh, much sorry. for saying that sorry. again. I, hey, classic misunderstanding. I totally see why you thought I was going that way. But. In L.A. on Sunday Night Football, at the end of the game, they always talk about the next week's Sunday night matchup. So they were obviously talking about Bills and Bengals, and they were both talking about how emotional it's going to be, how many tears there's going to be, how many, you know, just really tough memories. And obviously with DeMar being okay, thank the Lord, he will be there on the sideline. And I just think that's going to be something that in a really close game, the Bills are going to be able to rally around the fact that their teammate is okay and that is in the past, and I think they're going to be stronger on Sunday night because of it. So in a game that I think both teams, like I said, are so evenly matched, on top of the fact that the Bills' defense has been playing pretty good, and historically they've been doing well against the Bengals in the regular season the last couple of years. That's why I got the Bills winning in Cincinnati at a, like I said, confidence level of four. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Wow. No, that's a really good point. I honestly did not even consider any of that off the field stuff. So, but I, I actually do think it, it matters and, and makes mm-hmm. a difference in these close games. So that's a good point. And a very opposite uh, description than the purge as I'm talking about death and all of these things. Max talking Bob about comes death. comes out with the lighthearted, you know, not lighthearted because it was very heavy, but the like, you know, miracle story. Yes. The happy ending and a life being saved rather than Max talking about, you know, people fighting to the death. Are there so, any lives that get saved in the perch? There are some people that save lives, but mostly you see a lot of killing and really, oh. really negative things. But Drats. Max still stuck on Halloween. Obviously, I'm looking forward to the really happy holidays coming up, you know, more specifically Christmas. So we'll get we'll get more into that in the next couple of weeks for sure. Oh, my goodness. OK, well, we will discuss that one offline so okay. moving, moving ahead we have one game left monday night at 8 15 p.m the los angeles chargers at new york jets okay great yes this game is interesting chargers obviously playing on sunday night football to monday night so back-to-back primetime games oh and you know what mac what um have you ever heard of like when someone gets a, a trick or a treat you know when the kids say trick or treat have you ever heard of that yeah, I, I have heard of trick-or-treating. Okay, good. I didn't know. I know a lot of people have not heard about that. Have you ever been at someone's front door with your little pillowcase and said trick-or-treat, and instead of getting a treat, you got a trick? Uh, no, I cannot say that I've ever gotten a trick instead of a treat. Well, you just got tricked because I did not forget <laughs> about the second advertisement. I saw Mac looking up at me kind of like, oh, maybe he forgot. I didn't. I just wanted to wait until you opened up your little pillowcase and then hit you with a little trick. So, Mac, without further ado, um, I know it's going to be a really, really tough uh, act to follow with mine. 
It is. With, can, it's going to be really can, difficult. Can you hit us with the second ad of the week, please? Sure. Happy to. <laughs> this Making Waves NFL Confidence Pool Podcast episode is brought to you by Thanksgiving. Twas the night after Halloween and all throughout town, Christmas music rang out. What a horrifying sound. Some people, they danced full of joy and jubilee. It's Christmas time, they said. Let's break out the tree. Now wait just a minute. Stop and think twice. There's one holiday first before we talk about these stirring mice. In the spirit of Halloween, be careful or you'll be hexed. If you fail to remember that Thanksgiving is next. <laughs> what is happening on this podcast? And what was that an ad for? <laughs> it was for Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> the entire you holiday. Say, you did say that. Oh my God. Why why did I feel like I was just in a Dr. Seuss book? My goodness. I was actually gonna be so oh. sad if you accidentally missed the opportunity to give me the ad because I was so excited. I worked on that at lunch today. So in reality, that was actually kind of a treat it that, was kind I, of a that treat. I remember. Oh, Mac. Well, I got to say that was that was very impressive. Obviously, you did that right off the top of your dome. Oh, yeah. I didn't write it down or anything. And those those rhymes, next and hexed, that, that had to have taken you a minute. It, it did. Oh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of thinking going on up here. I mean, if you're not listening to Making Waves, you're you're really missing out what at this point. What are you doing? <laughs> Between the two ads, I, I don't think we've ever been more opposite sides of the spectrum with our two ads than we were on this episode. <laughs> we went from monsters, candy, ghouls, and that was it, to a full-blown five stanza like poem. That was that was really great, McKenzie. That was oh, my I'll give you a little clap on that. And just because that was so great. I'll go ahead and not talk about Christmas for one more episode. Perfect. We'll meet in the middle. Perfect. Nicely done. Nicely done. That is a big time treat for our wave riders. Can't wait to hear some uh, some thoughts on that. Okay, how am I going to lock it in after that? So we got Chargers. We got Jets. And yeah, I was looking at this game and it just, it was hard not to think of one of the all-time greatest Horror movies of our generation. Here's Johnny. Nope, doesn't ring a bell. Uh, I don't watch horror movies. You've never seen The Shining? No. You, you've you never seen the scene where he was literally putting an axe? No, but the, I have heard of that. It's like when he was putting an axe through the bathroom door and then Jack Nicholas's face was through the hole and he said, here's Johnny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Well... I said Jack Nicholas. That's a golfer. Jack Nicholson. My apologies. Okay. For this film, here's Herbert. Oh, I, I was waiting. Okay. For some, <laughs> <laughs> for some sort of reaction. I honestly think that Herbert is finally figuring it out a little bit. He had a couple of weeks where people were like, all right, he's lost his touch. The Chargers, they're not going to make the playoffs. What a disappointment. I think Herbert especially what I saw, unfortunately, against my boys on Sunday night. He started the uh, started the game against my boys like 18 for 18, looking so good. And I think he's going to continue putting the hacksaw or the axe, whatever you want to call it, through the bathroom door, a.k.a. these defenses. 
And the Jets do have a really stout defense. New York is, once again, not an easy place to play. But I think Herbert's going to act like Jack in The Shining when he was trying to murder his wife and son. And in this instance, it's going to be the Jets' defense. He's going to beat them. Uh, the Jets have had a little like rebirth the last couple weeks, and people are like, oh, is this like a playoff team? I don't think so. Um, and that's why I got the Chargers at 12, which is pretty high. Holy smokies. Holy smokies. I, I kid you not, I almost picked the Jets in this oh, game. We're in, we are in big trouble. We are in so much trouble. Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, I mean, I, I ultimately did go with the Chargers on this one, but the reason I almost went with the Jets is because, like you said, they kind of have had a bit of a rebirth lately, and they've been yep. winning like some some decent games. And I just got to say, talk about the most horrifying thing. If they had Aaron Rodgers, that team, I think, would be the ultimate horror movie like, I for mean, any opposing team. Great call out. I think they'd be like a Super Bowl lock right now. That'd be, Absolutely. That'd be scurry. Absolutely. I'd be freaking shaking in my boots but I don't know I feel like this game is in New York they've got like you said kind of a little resurgence ultimately I couldn't trust Zach Wilson I just couldn't but the Chargers I don't know they've they've been doing good but their defense has such such big holes in it in my opinion that allow other teams to get points up on the board but ultimately, when I was thinking about it, I was like, can Zach Wilson really take advantage of that? I don't know. This is hard. This is definitely going to be a battle of defensive will. Um, but ultimately, I went with the Chargers because offensively, I mean, they just have a better quarterback, if we're being honest. So yep. I went with them super low, but I did go with them. But I went with them at two. Oh, my God. Ten apart. This is... We also have the other one that we chose, the Falcons and the Vikings 10 apart, and we chose separately. Oh, no, that one's 12 apart because we chose separately on that one. That's 14 apart because I had two oh, you at 12. Oh, 14 apart. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I we, put 12, not 10. Oh, so my So we have three games different. We've got multiple double-digit differences. So, yeah, this is going to be a crazy week. I Do I have to let you know right now whether or not I'm going to use the double down? Or can that be something that I say off air? I think you did say it had to be done on the podcast, but I don't know yet if I'm going to use mine. So we can discuss it tomorrow. Well, it sounds like if you don't know right now, in that case, then you're not using it. So you're not using yours? I hereby. Okay, we're different on. You know what? Starting next week. Keep in week, mind, I might change the commanders because I forgot about the trade. True. You did say that. Okay, I'm not going to use it. Sorry. Okay. All right. Me either. Okay. So, right. folks, appreciate you listening in. I'm glad we were able to keep this right around an hour on our first uh, welcome back episode. We're just about 47 minutes north of that, but we tried our best. And we were just so excited to get back with y'all and just chat about some football and some Halloween themes that, you know, can you really blame us? We had to make up for some missed time, and we did that tenfold here for you tonight. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for waiting for us to return. And, yeah, we'll be excited to be back again next week. We will see you in a week. Peace. Peace. Thanksgiving.